0: Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball live from the couch. It's going to be a, a good show today. I came up with it. 26-man uh, roster. I'm going to talk about who I think is going to be on that 26-man roster this year. A way too early uh, pick, you know, before spring training. Major League MajorLeagueBaseball.com's top 10 pitchers. And do the Astros have any on the list? Blake Snell's potential landing spots. Also, my boy, Martin Maldonado, is a Chicago White Sox, so somebody needs to find a new player. So we're going to kind of look at that a little bit, too. And also, I saw a pretty cool uh, graphic about playoff cities, teams that had a uh, team in Major League Baseball and not town, but a city that had a uh a team in Major League Baseball and NFL, both in the playoffs. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But anyway, number one topic of the day. You guessed it, that 26-man roster. It used to be 25, but let's go over it. It's way too early, but I don't care. Also, if if you watch this, comment below or wherever you want to, what do you think about my hat? This is my new style when I go out on the town. So I don't wear ball caps everywhere. I thought I'd wear it. So here we go. What do you think about it? All right, 26-man roster. Let's get to it. So if you take a look at it, and I don't even know. I don't even have this finished. So uh, if you are watching on Facebook or uh, X, you can actually comment if you want to be part of the show and give me your opinions. Just watch the video and... Uh, Comment. But anyway, so let's look at it. You got Jose Abreu, Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Chaz McCormick, Kyle Tucker, Yiner Diaz, and Jake Myers. That's nine of them. That's offensively. So then you need four backups to make 13 players on your offensive side of the roster. Uh, Victor Caratini, they just signed him as a backup catcher, he's on, and then uh, Mauricio Dubon. So that leaves us two spots for the roster. On the 40-man, we have David Hensley, Gray Kessinger, Cesar Salazar, John Singleton, Kennedy Corona, who was just uh, protected uh, from the Rule 5 draft, and then Corey Jolks. These are the guys that are left on that 40-man roster. So I think Caesar Salazar has 0% chance, so let's mark him off. Uh, Kennedy Corona should be in, in uh, the minors. He got protected, but he's not going to start on the 26-man roster unless he just tears it up and maybe there's an injury. So I think Gray Kessinger, Corey Jolks, And David Hensley has the best shot at those last three spots or the last two spots. There are the three remaining guys for the last two spots from what I see on the current roster. And here's my picks. Number 12, just because they need someone with power. So you got Carantini, the backup catcher. You got Dubon, who can play in the outfield. He can play in the infield. He can play anywhere. So it's not like you got to go out and get an outfielder. But I think John Singleton will make the roster. Unless I mean somebody could steal it from him. That's why this is a little bit early. But he's got power. You can have some power coming off the bench, maybe draw a walk. Who knows? But I think John Singleton, you may think I'm crazy, but if you look at these, uh, I don't know who else would make it. I don't think they would keep Hensley and Kessinger. Uh, maybe Corey Jolks, but I think I think Gray Kessinger. I put him above him, so maybe he's twelve. So it would probably be between Singleton and Corey Jolks. Uh, But in the playoffs, they went with Singleton, so I think maybe that's. I would like to see jokes, but uh, I think the outfield's pretty full, uh, so let's go with Singleton, a power bat off of the uh, bench. Singleton, Gray Kessinger. They get the last two spots on that uh, 26-man roster offensively, 13, uh, 13 offensive players. So look at let's look at the uh, pitchers. You got JV, Framber, CJ, Hunter, JP France. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the five because you still have Arquiti. And I got Arquiti at number six. So those six guys are going to make it. You got uh, Ryan Presley rafia montero who's been signed uh brian Abreu, kendall graveman and then dylan coleman who they just traded for so i think those 11 guys are a solid uh choice to make the roster and just like the offensive side there's not a whole lot of battles but there i think there is two uh on each side but as far as the pitchers there's a ton of pitchers you got belac blanco uh, Delcon Cronin, Sean Dubin, Matt Gage, the Magic Man, Parker Mashinsky, Olivier, uh, Olivier Ortego, Bennett Sosa, Force Whitley. There's a ton, a ton of pitching here, and you only got two spots. So, I think based on how well he did, and you can call me crazy, I think Bennett Sosa has earned a spot in the bullpen. But I, I think these spots that I'm talking about tonight are going to be, they're going to be won or lost in spring training. I mean, this that's why I said in the uh, description of the video, it is way too early. Uh, but I think Bennett Sosa, and then, let me tell you why. So you got Brandon Bielek and Blanco. They are more like starting pitchers and they'll be in AAA waiting to get called up to start if needed. Uh, The Delcon Cronin, no Dubon. I mean, uh, Sean Dubin. he'll probably be in uh, minor leagues. Matt Gage, a lefty. This is someone we could see. Magic man. He has a lot of experience. If you're new to the show, then you may not know who Magic Man is, but he should make it. I mean, he could have a chance. And then Parker Mashinsky, uh, Ortega, and Force Whitley. So anyway, if you look at this, I think Magic Man's got a lot of experience, so maybe he makes it. But I really think if Bennett Souza gets in, there's only one spot left. I think that last spot is Force Whitley's spot to lose. It's all up to him. He can win it or lose it in spring training, and uh, we'll see what happens. So I don't know how I sound to you, but my nose is really, really uh, congested right now. So I, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, so I think that's it. You got Graveman, Dylan Coleman, two open spots. force Whitley, guaranteed to get one of those if he pitches great in spring training. And then you're going to have Bennett magic man, uh, if they want a lefty, Matt Gage, I think it's up for grabs. It, it's just I'm not the manager, so I don't know if he wants a lefty. We didn't have one last time, but uh we'll see what happens. uh let's go. so that that's it that's that's what I think about the 26 man roster. All right, so let's uh let's look at this one. MLB's top 10 pitchers. I got to look my notes here. So, of course, when you see a story like this on MajorLeagueBaseball.com, you want to say, huh. So, pitchers is first. They're going to do the rest of the uh, positions the rest of the week. So, every time you see one of these stories, you want to make sure, or you want to check, are there any Astros on the list? So, I had to look. So, anyway, here's the list. Uh, Garrett Cole, number one. Corbin Burns, number two, Zach Gallon, number three, JV, number four. They got JV at number four. Blake Snell is number five, and I want to get back to that. Zach Wheeler, number six from Philly. Strider, number seven, Webb, eight, Max Freed. That's two in the top ten for Atlanta, and then Sonny Gray, St. Louis. So I think Blake Snell is going to be way too expensive, but imagine this. Imagine if the Astros could have done something to get this guy. Imagine if they would have done something. They'd have JV, Blake Snell, Framber. They'd be tough to beat, but I'm just looking at this list. If they could get those two, it'd be awesome, but it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen, and that is... This next story, Blake Snell's potential landing spots. And I bet you could just guess right now where the potential landing spots are. They show 11 of them and the Astros are not on. The LA Angels, they're no longer paying Otani, so they got money. Uh, The New York Yankees, they're always spending money. So Blake Snell went to the Yankees, they would have number one and number five. So that would be tough. So I can imagine the Yankees... Going all in on Blake Snell. Uh, the Dodgers, number three. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you this. I, I This is an impromptu, but I've been thinking about this at work all day. The Dodgers are buying everybody. And you may be thinking, man, this isn't fair. They got everybody. Maybe you're not thinking that. I'm not thinking it. Spend all the money you want. I don't care. But, uh, Think about last year. Think about last year. The New York Mets spent all that money, and I predicted them to go to the World Series. And halfway through the year, they uh, had a fire sale. So uh, I don't know. I I just don't think in this day and age that you can buy a championship. I just don't. They get Blake Snell. That'll be pretty tough. But uh, it's kind of weird, right? So if you look at LA, I. This is just off the top of my head. I think they won. I think they won 104 games last year. And they look like a desperate team. They look very desperate spending all this money. But anyway, there they are at number three. The Cubs have money. The Padres have money. They spent a lot of money and they didn't do anything. Seattle, they got money. San Francisco, Philly, Boston, Baltimore, and the Mets. I haven't really heard a lot about the Mets spending tons of money, so I thought it'd be awesome if we get Blake get Blake Snell. We don't have any money to get Blake Snell unless we got rid of some people. He's going to be expensive, and if you want to get him, you're going to have to get rid of someone expensive, or you got to pay some pay some luxury tax. You got to pay some luxury tax. That's all you got to do.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple.
0: All right, so let's go to this. Replacing Maldy. So my very first favorite Astro of all time, if you know me, was back in the early 90s, and it was Billy Wagner who should get in the Hall of Fame this year. And uh, so after they moved downtown, I stopped going. And I really didn't have anyone to go to the games with. My fanhood was still there, like I kept up with them, but not like I do now, not like I did in the 90s. So when I started going back to the games in 2013, uh, my first favorite player was Matt Dominguez, the third baseman, believe it or not. And then they got George Springer, called him up, and he was my favorite player. How could he not be your favorite player? Anyone that had a favorite player with the Astros and it wasn't George Springer, it was amazing. It amazes me actually because look at the guy. The guy's energy, he's charisma, he's funny, he's awesome. George Springer, easy first favorite player of all time. My second favorite player was Yuli Guriel, who moved up to first. When Springer went to Toronto, and then Yuli left, and Martín Maldonado was my second favorite player, so that's why he moved up. Some people on TikTok says, "Why Martín Maldonado? Why do you like Martín Maldonado?" So if you look, if you go back to the year we won the World Series, you go to the playoffs. He throws somebody out, puts up that. Hang loose, hand signal. You got machete cutting him down. It was just an exciting time, and I fell in love with the guy. Despite his offensive, uh, negative offensive output, I didn't care. And the last year that Yuli Gurriel was my favorite player, I had to defend him all year. And then uh, in the playoffs – he cashed in. He did great. And uh, I was like, I told you so. I told you so. Don't give up on him. And then last year, I had to defend Maldi all year. But I didn't care. If I pick a favorite player, I stick with him. So I kind of went through the through the roster. And um, I don't know. I made a bracket. And I don't know who it is. But I just put some names on here of people that I think have potential. So let me, let me uh, tell you this right now. This is not official. This is just me thinking about it with you who my favorite player could be coming up in 2024 because I need a new one. All right, round one. This is crazy. This is crazy already. Yiner Diaz against Victor Caratini. Who doesn't love a backup catcher? What I've read about him, he seems pretty cool. I haven't seen him yet. Wouldn't even know him if I bumped into him. I got to go with Johannes. Jose Abreu and Jake Myers. I just don't. I I don't dislike anybody on the Astros, but I just can't fall in love with Jake Myers. But I like Jose Abreu and I back him up. Jose Abreu into the next round. Jordan Alvarez versus JP France. I got to go with Jordan. Jordan is cool, he's smooth. And you might wonder, why isn't he your favorite player already? The last matchup on that side of the bracket, JP3, Jeremy Pena versus Brian Abreu. I'm going to surprise some of you here. I'm pretty much more of a Brian Abreu fan. But that one's close. That's why I said surprise. So you go on the other side of the bracket. All you loyal listeners that's been listening for a while, Magic Man has a very good chance of being my favorite player. He's facing Hunter Brown. I I got Magic Man. And then Mauricio Dubon and Ryan Presley. Wow, that's a tough matchup. I really like Presley. But Dubon is lovable. Oh, my goodness. I've had uh, Presley's wife and his mother on the show, and I didn't pick her. All right, next up, Kyle Tucker and Chaz McCormick. Give me King Tuck. As much as I love Chaz, that's close, too, because those are... Chaz is hard not to love, but I love Tucker, too. They they could both... Maybe they shouldn't have been facing each other. So Then I got Altuve against Alex Bregman. I'll take Altuve. All right, we go to the next round. Yainer Diaz and Jose Abreu. I had to go against him because he was my, because uh, Maldi's my favorite player. But I got Yainer. I really, really love Yiner Diaz. And then you got Jordan against Brian Abreu. Give me Jordan Alvarez. Into the final four. Magic Man and Dubon. Wow. Uh, man, I really love Magic Man. But give me some Dubon. It may surprise some of you loyal listeners. Give me Dubon. I love that guy. All right, King Tuck and Jose Altuve. My wife's not going to like this, and I really do like Kyle Tucker, but give me Jose Altuve. Give me Jose Altuve. I wanted to say Tuck. Earlier, I thought it was going to be Tuck, but I like Jose Altuve. He's done a lot for the team. He's exciting. He makes home runs in huge, big moments. We got a final four, folks: of Yiner Diaz, Jordan, Dubon, and Altuve. This is getting exciting. Maybe not for you, but for me, it's pretty good. Yiner Diaz and Yordan Alvarez. Shocker to you again, folks. I'm going with Yiner. I'm going with Yiner Diaz, and then Dubon and Jose Abreu. I mean Jose Altuve. I got to go with Dubon. Dubon has a personality. Dubon has moments in the dugout. Altuve is awesome, but Dubon's someone to love. I really like Dubon, uh, Dubon and I think a lot of you do too. So we got Yiner, Diaz, and uh, Dubon. My unofficial favorite player for 2024. Yiner Diaz. Yiner Diaz, isn't that nuts? <laughs> wow. I'll have to do that again. I'll have to watch some spring training and get a real favorite player. Uh like when I was watching the uh what was it the uh playoffs uh, national uh NCAA NCAA uh college football championships, my wife was like, "Who are you for?" And I'm like, "I don't I don't know. I don't I don't really I don't really have a team in the uh, fight. But during the game, I'll find myself rooting for one of the teams. And I guess I'm like, I guess I'm from Michigan. But when when Washington played Texas, that was a no doubter. 100% Washington, because I hate the Longhorns. So I was going for Washington, and I was going for Michigan. And they both won. If I was in a casino and I had to pick the winners, I would have lost both games. So the teams I wanted to win won, but the teams I would have bet on lost. So I got to get that straight for you folks. All right, so last but not least, I saw this playoff cities. Pretty cool. Um, Arlington, Dallas Cowboys, and the Texas Rangers both make... Uh, the playoffs. can the Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Arlington Super Bowl trophy World Series trophy can that happen? I think there's a chance. Baltimore Orioles wiped out in the first round or, or their first round and then the Ravens. I don't see the Ravens getting knocked out, but they have a very good team and they could just they could they could make the Super Bowl easily. Houston, you got the Astros and the Texans. The Texans, folks, at the beginning of the year, I'm at work. And when I was doing the football podcast, I said the Texans are going to make the playoffs, and the guys at work laughed at me. And I said, remember when I said that? I don't know if the Texans can Texans go as far as the Astros, but I don't think anyone's going to walk over them. They definitely 1,000% have a chance to win. Uh, The Rams and the Dodgers. I don't think the Rams are going to go anywhere. Uh, Miami is the Dolphins and the Marlins. The Dolphins lost that uh, game to Buffalo at the end of the year, and they lost their home field advantage. I think they got to play Kansas City, so they're not going anywhere. Miami didn't go anywhere. I mean, the Dolphins and the Marlins not going anywhere. Phillies. They were out early, but the Eagles, are they going to go out early? Are they going to? Uh, because, I mean, they're them and Dallas are head-to-head, so who knows? Head-to-head, they're pretty much even. Sorry, Cowboy fans. And then uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Bucks. Did you know that, uh, well, I'm an OU fan, so I, I do support Baker Mayfield, like him or love him or hate him or whatever. And he is doing very good with the Buccaneers. Very, very good. They've been through many quarterbacks, and he's doing very well. I think they won their division. I honestly think they did. but I don't keep up with NFL as much as most people, but I think they won their division. And the guy makes, like, minimum wage. He was so bad everywhere else. Maybe it was the team. Maybe it was the scheme. I don't know. But he was bad everywhere else. But he's going to get paid. He's going to get it. I think it's like a $50 million two-year, $50 million contract. Uh, but anyway, this isn't about football. So anyway, before I go, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I am just home from work and uh, not watching TV. Started looking at my phone, and I was like, hey, let's get on to the podcast, see if people enjoy listening as much as I enjoy doing it. So anyway, guys, thanks a lot for tuning in. And we will see you next time on Astros Baseball.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose.